0: Welcome to Yelling About That Day. I am Carl Hess, with me as always, Joel Miller.
1: The best part of waking up, 7-Eleven coffee in your cup. Oh my god,
0: you should, I can't believe they haven't sponsored this podcast yet. (sighs) Even though half of it is me talking shit about it, but...
1: It, it's what they say uh, good new like any good bad publicity is good publicity I,
0: I look at you and just the simple joy that you take from it and I, I just I'm happy that you're happy I
1: li- I've been drinking nothing but like Americanos for the last like three months or whatever I can I can very easily say that 7-Eleven coffee blows that shit out of the
0: fucking get out
1: of here I'm, just, I'm a simple man you're crazy I, like some, I wear black t-shirts and, and blue jeans I don't wear knit caps and I like my 7-Eleven coffee <laughs> tepid at best <laughs>
0: Get out of here. Well, we're we're gonna reach out to 7-Eleven Coffee. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll really take any sponsor. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna poo poo a sponsor. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'm ready to compromise morals. Monsanto, yeah, like, Monsanto, reach out, make can, an offer. Monsanto, yelling about
1: pate, sponsored by the alt right.
0: <laughs> okay, we're gonna have to draw the line somewhere. I don't, I don't think the alt right is out here sponsoring. That's that's where we end it. Sponsoring podcast. <laughs> Oh, it's it's bright and early on a Monday, just ready to attack the week. I had a great weekend because my weekend was bookended with going to In and Out. Uh, I was doing shows down in Irvine. On the way down there for our first show on Friday, we stopped in and out. On the way back last night on Sunday, coming back from the, the night show, we stopped at In and Out.
1: You started with a three by three. Did I you did. end with a last three by night? Three? I
0: got a regular double double. Uh, I had already eaten oh. at the club. Looks
1: like looks like you're losing some of your magic and luster. <laughs>
0: But on the way down on Friday I had to go three by three because sometimes you just need that extra you need the extra patty. You and never cheese. you
1: never need the extra patty. Yes,
0: and you cheese. do. A double double in and of itself because I didn't get fries is not uh, is not enough sometimes for my active healthy lifestyle. Oh uh, okay. You know, and I, I've said this before, and I'll say it again. In-N-Out fries are great. I hate when people use In-N-Out fries as a punching bag. I,
1: I like It was them. in the
0: LA Times. They're doing the fast food fry rankings. Of course, In-N-Out's at the fucking bottom. You're u- you're using it as a punching bag to get clicks. And I, I, don't, don't,
1: I don't respect that. I think the biggest thing is that it's like, because they like cook like they... They cut them there, they soak them there, and they fry them once. That's what people don't like because they're not like... But that's what fries are supposed to taste like. They I, taste like potatoes no, fried. No, I, I understand that. And it's like whereas McDonald's fries, which I'm sure were at the top or... Probably. probably. They're very, which are, yes, they're tasty, but they're also like engineered to be tasty. Also, they have a shelf life of like 10 minutes. If you don't get them while they're warm, they
0: become disgusting so quickly. The, like like I, the agree. McDonald's fries? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I agree that McDonald's fries are are they're good. You know. So then, what would you say would be your ultimate fast food fry? You know. Really? I I love the freshness. Hmm. I love the freshness. That's how that they, you. They're cutting the potato and frying it in front of you. That's what I a think. That's why potato. people
1: don't like like uh, Wendy's fries because they taste like actual potatoes. Mm. Like whereas, whereas I haven't had McDonald's Wendy's fries, fries in a while.
0: Never never did. it it's, been, it's, been, a, it's fries. been a very
1: long time for me, mind you, but. Uh, they actually taste like potatoes. They have, like, skins on them at the, at the very ends. Mm. So, like, they, they, they could have probably, they probably were a potato, whereas McDonald's French fries, you don't even know what that is.
0: Mm. Well, you know uh, what I actually fry, I recently had that I really liked, and this, is, this is, uh, dovetails uh, effortlessly into plugging this place, Buddies, which is opening today.
1: Oh, the waffle fry.
0: In downtown Los Angeles. I love a waffle fry. Yeah. It really does it for me. And they also have tots. That you can get loaded, basically yeah. like nacho toppings, bacon, avocado, yeah. beans, sour creams. very
1: good. Right. More places should do tops. See, I'm 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 a staunch advocate of the curly fries being the superior fry. See, the thing about curly fries, I love curly fries. I feel like it's all in the seasoning salt. Why Why does that not, salt apply to every fry? I, I don't necessarily believe that that's the case. I think it's, uh, I don't know. It's not the curl. Let's let's. let's it's get not that the curl. Out. Let's get it's that out of It's the seasoning salt. Let's get out of it. I don't know if that's the seasoning salt. For some reason, to me, curly fries are just crispier. Like, mm. all around, in, in, in general. Even the ones that, like, tightly spiral. Yeah. Actually, I, you know what There's I really like? something about like? the coating. Is I, I, there coating? I really like the fact that, like, there are ones that are, like, really tightly spiraled and some that are not. And, like, <laughs> the, that, so you get a variance of, like, texture and, <laughs> right. and, and, and curliness right. and everything. I,
0: a, a springiness. A, a spectrum of springiness,
1: you, really. You really just get you – it really runs the gamut of fry,
0: you know? Okay. I, I think it's all about that seasoning salt, which is basically like a Lowry-style – you know, it's like it's like red sure, for some it's reason. Probably like Whatever's in and there, like yeah. powder and Especially salt. Especially if you put Lowry's Lowry's should be on every fry.
1: Any fry that's not tossed I'm with just, like a fry honestly, salt. Honestly, I'm just I'm I'm a big just fan of salt. Just mm. regular salt. I think that's what it comes back to. I that's why I, people love McDonald's. It's just a salt vehicle. It's a well the salt quotient, is just so high. Very high. Yeah.
0: But uh, Buddy's really does a great waffle fry. Um, open today, by the way. Open today. It's right down there by your sandwich shop, Estrada South Broadway. Heating up. Also heating up. The word on the street is South Broadway is going to be turning into a pedestrian zone. They're going to close down that part of Broadway right that, there by th- Grand Central. That Market. is
1: that is the rumor. Do we have a do we have a confirmation on that? I don't know. I don't. I don't know, man. I I, I can go down to the planning office and I can <laughs> I can do some research. <laughs> we I can guess.
0: demand public records. <laughs> Freedom of Information <laughs> Act. Yeah, the public can, can. needs to know. Our listeners need to know. I mean, that, that could potentially be huge, because then you get tables outside. It, it, you're drinking wine at on, a table
1: in the sun. It essentially turns into a promenade. That's, that's, prom, that's prime retail. And, and you're right there, slinging sandwiches to the masses. We're on the ground floor, baby, literally.
0: Mm. Well, yeah, with Buddy's opening today, Bernadette's there, and Estretto, your spot, which is contained within Bar Claxton, there's a nice little strip going on right there. It's, it's heating up. It's heating up. It's on up. fire. Uh, what else did I really enjoy at buddies? I'll say that they had some of the best uh, vegetarian sandwich options
1: really I've ever had. I really did like the uh, fried green tomato sandwich. The
0: fried green tomato sandwich was very good because the actual tomato slice was super thick. And crispy. It was crispy but juicy on the inside. Yeah. I had a fried green tomato BLT at the new Bright Spot in Echo Park. Uh-huh. It wasn't great. No. You know the problem? The slice was too thin. And in a BLT, the tomatoes role is to be big and juicy to play against the crispiness of the bacon. Mm-hmm. It was crispy because it was fried and it's like the bacon's crispy too. It's texturally, it's not doing it for me. Mm. You want a big juicy tomato slice and you want that crisp
1: bacon. Well, Bright Spot, defend yourself. Come on I mean, podcast. Bright
0: Spot was solid. Everything <laughs> there was solid and I'm glad they're open at night because before they were like only open until like 3 p.m. It's like if you're a diner, you can't be closed after 3 p.m. You can. I want to go there for a cup of joe First at of all, 10
1: p.m. Well, I guess I guess and a, and I guess, La- I guess Langer's is more a deli, right? Yes, Langer's, But it's a diner too. It has the counter. It has kind of like. It's open until
0: four every day. You're going to knock yeah, Langer's. But no, but Langer's is its own thing. Langer's is a classic delicatessen. Uh, you know, <laughs> a diner, you want to be able to go there for like fucking scrambled eggs at three in the morning when you've had a couple drinks. Or like, you I do. want a slice
1: of pie. It's 4 a.m. and I want pie. That's, I've, I've never ever experienced that. What? I don't, I don't like pie. You're crazy. I like. I, pie's fine. I just don't want it. What
0: about if I want a waitress to be surly to me at a late hour? Where like, should I
1: turn? Cantors.
0: Hmm. You know? Because I, you can also have. Beer I actually there. used to go to Cantors all the time. Of course, because of the
1: kibbutz room. Right? I would
0: do shows in Hollywood, and then, like, you know, a classic comedian thing is you all go to a diner after the show. You know, it's probably like you know eleven
1: midnight. Uh, that's like something that cooks used to do. You know, yeah, you hang like out, cooks. So you go, you go somewhere exactly. and you get some shitty food and some some uh, some MGDs. Dude, I used to go to Canners so much. Like Canners is good. It's not great. Canners is okay. Canners is like you go for like the ambiance. You go the for food's the, like solid. You go for the yellow tooth washed uh, you know booths and uh, but, to get a Budweiser. But when at when 1 I in first the start, like I
0: that was like I fell in love with it. I remember when I first got my car, I was like. This means I can go to Cantor's whenever I want. I remember having that thought because Cantor's is open 24 hours. You can go. You can anytime. go anytime. You can go any time. Canters is a shelter uh, in in the storm of and life, and,
1: and that's all surly broads.
0: It is, it is. They're they're delightfully surly though. Oh, I
1: love them. Don't get me wrong.
0: Not in a mean way. No, 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 not in a mean way. You get, you get your matcha ball soup, hon. Is your matcha
1: ball soup? I, I like the what do you have? Well, like, what do I have? It's not like hey welcome. It's just like what do you have? I'd always get to Brooklyn Ave. They I'm, have no time. They, they have don't no have time. time. They don't have
0: time for your shenanigans. No, they don't. For your foolishness.
1: No.
0: Um, f- uh, what else? Uh, I got to bring this up because this was, you know, a classic bestia moment. I was at, family was out here, took them oh, to bestia. Right. Yes. Monday night was the only reservation I could secure. How uh, long in advance did you? I you was, get? it was like maybe a month. I tried, I tried for Bavel. And what, uh, and what time did you get? It was, like, Monday at, uh, you know, 7 p.m. Oh, no, that's not bad. Yeah. Packed,
1: of course. I mean, when is it not?
0: So I'm in Bestia. We're outside. And a couple rows down, there's this guy with his back to me. He's eating with one other dude. And, like, he's just dressed, like, in just a ridiculous mat. He immediately catches my eye. He's wearing, like... A black satin cowboy hat. Are
1: you sure it's not top 10 des- guest Dave Fernie? <laughs> you know, I,
0: it, it could have been. It was a Fernie-esque outfit. It, it was just funny because, you, know, you know, there's great people watching. It's, it's a buzzy <laughs> restaurant. Parents are there for the first time. They're like, oh, this is great. I'm like, yeah. And then he kind of like appears. I'm like, who's this motherfucker? Black satin cowboy hat. He's wearing like a tan 70s style leather jacket with fringe. But the back... Is painted in like a mural of Sid Vicious. So and he's looking good. He's looking crazy. It says Vicious in huge letters across his back shoulders. It's a picture of Sid Vicious, but it's like painted on. It's crazy. And I'm just like, he, you know, he
1: commissioned that jacket And I'm and like, made. yeah, exactly. And I'm like, Arts District,
0: best of you, you never know. So we're eating, you know, we're getting all the hits, we're getting some pizza, we're getting some pasta, we're getting that salumi platter, you know it. And then he gets up and I'm like, oh, like, I'm gonna see who this motherfucker is. Like, turns around nick cage boom we lock eyes and i'm just like that's nicholas cage (laughs) there he is and he walked by and he just like gave me a little nod because he could see that i locked eyes. yeah my eyes were just lit up like a like a child coming downstairs on christmas i I can
1: assume i i I, I imagine the only other person that you could feel that way about would be like keanu Mm. oh my god if i could see oh god
0: so there was a story recently where Keanu was on a flight from like the Bay back to LA. Yeah, he got stopped in like Bakersfield. Yeah, they or had to make an emergency landing at Bakersfield, which is like an hour north of LA, yeah. and they all had to like take a van together because it was quicker than getting another flight. Yeah. So all those people got to
1: hang with Keanu. Did you Did in you see van. the like, there was like a 5 minute long story that this guy took of him. Yes, them. a guy was yeah. Instagramming, storying the whole
0: thing, which is that would have been me. Yeah. I would have been like, "Guys, I'm stranded with Keanu." Uh, we're, we're friends now, Keanu. And, and he was. Are we ve- friends? he be like, ve- yes, he we're was friends. very,
1: very pleasant." God damn it, he's the
0: best. It was very. If pleasant. anything bad ever came out about Keanu, I would be crushed. I don't give a shit about any other celebrity. Like, I haven't emotionally invested. I'm like, yeah, Michael Jackson. He's a piece of shit. I don't give a fuck about never listening to Michael Jackson. If anything ever came out about Keanu, I'd be like, devastated. You have to burn all your John Wick. No,
1: all my John Wick memorabilia. <laughs> you know, Carl's room is just one hey, big John Wick shrine. I have, the, I have shrine. the stuffed
0: dog. Well, you know, I went as John Wick at last Halloween. Yeah, you have to burn that. Burn, suit, that, whole,
1: burn that whole costume. Burn that. Burn suit. all the photos I took of
0: me in that costume. Yeah.
1: Burn
0: you know, that Very problematic.
1: Wig. Very problematic. God damn. You know, it. Nick, Nick Cage, just to, to, to piggyback on that Nick Cage shit. What? Uh, You're going to tell me something bad about Nick he, Cage? No, he just got married and then filed for an annulment 4 days later. He's doing classic that is, shit. That is the most He's one of the most entertaining famous
0: people. He married Elvis's daughter. He bought like four castles in Europe, then went bankrupt.
1: He bought a T he bought T-Rex bones. He has a He has a He bought T-Rex bones. He has a pyramid. In one of the oldest cemeteries in New Orleans, yes, he named his son Kalel after yes. Superman. was so obsessed with Superman because he was obsessed with Superman. Also, he was supposed to play Superman. I know in the mid '90s, and you can see
0: those like the, audition you see the, tapes. The
1: audition tapes and like uh, like him wearing a costume. He looks Nick great, looking with the hair. Nothing like Superman <laughs> at all. He looks like a guy named Gary that just got a Superman Super costume. Super
0: Gare. God, Nick. Yeah, I mean, it was funny. We were joking. So he was just with one other dude, this weird looking guy with blue blonde hair. And I was joking that that guy was his accountant and they had like a dinner meeting. And he's like, Nick, you gotta stop buying dinosaur bones.
1: We, we, I've been
0: over the books again and again. You can't afford a T-Rex, Nick. And he's, and like,
1: he's, like, ah. he's like, I guess I'm going to have to steal the dinosaur bones next time.
0: <laughs> All right. I asked you here because we're going on a dino heist. Nick, I told you. you no more heist. You know more heist, Nick. We can't afford it.
1: All right, all right. Just a small heist? No, Nick. No. One heist. of the best things about Nicolas Cage is that his son, is first son, I believe, not Carl L. No, not L. Jor L. No, dead yeah, Jor No, he was like he was like always in like doom metal paint Ooh. growing up. His name was like oh yeah, he yeah. has a chunky Goth son. Yeah, not Goth. I think he's like black metal. son Okay, he has a large. Yeah, he has like corpse paint. He on. has
0: a he has a moody large son. I yes. forgot about that. Yes, he, he a, does. Th- I've, I've I've heard him referred to as thick Cage <laughs> <laughs> on the internet. If you, he's, he's got a good uh, he's a healthy boy
1: he, he's eating at all the hot spots yeah. around LA <laughs> you can see him constantly at Pizzeria uh, Mozza stuffing down in guanciale that was a great uh, that was a
0: great like first time best experience for my parents though because it's like you see a celebrity you, you, you your parents it.
1: are quite pleasant Oh, my
0: parents are the best um, I did want to touch on this because we got an email you can always email us yap42069 yeah, at gmail.com yes. that's Y-A-P 42069 at gmail.com and uh, we have an email from a listener David Potter and he wanted us to break down um, a couple of LA's best restaurants and their signature dishes. Uh-huh. Uh, thinking about Bestia got me thinking about like what would the signature dish there would be and I would probably have to say I, I think the Salumi board for me is like a must order at when there. yeah, No, yeah, I've never not ordered that. i never not ordered it. I mean, is that signature, or is that just because I love it? I mean,
1: it is one of the best in the city. I, would I mean, say. I think if I mean, I don't know. It's definitely one of the better ones in the city. The one at Kispaka, by the way. Is oh my phenomenal. god,
0: Kispaka is like so good. It's is is Kispaka like markedly more expensive than Bestia? Would you say
1: it is? It is not. Yes. Yeah, it's it's more expensive. Kesbach is like very expensive. Kesbach is like hey, it's not like
0: Bestia is cheap by any. No, no, no. But is like,
1: oh, you want a salad? That'll be twenty three dollars. Sure, we're rocking with over
0: twenty dollars salads. I mean, Absolutely. it's not like you go there to get a salad, but that gives a nice yardstick of just how expensive. Um, what what else? I mean, LA's best restaurants. I mean, I I think Best. I think classic. You know, like. Uh, Pacific Dining Car. It's been there since the early 1900s. Absolutely, Langers has been there Langer. forever. So if you go to Pacific Dining Car, I would say you got to go baseball. Gotta, steak. You got to get the baseball steak. Uh, you know, classic. Um, well, the rib, the rib is like eight. Talk about expensive. The ribeye is like eighty-five dollars there. Uh, I would say the baseball steak is a classic signature dish. Pacific Dining Car, uh, another LA classic, Musso and Frank Grill, Musso and Frank Dantana's. You know, I've never been to Dan Tana's. That's an LA get, classic. I've never been to. Got to get the parm. I've also never been to Spago.
1: We went and had a drink at the bar the one time, but I've never even. I have been to Spago, and you got to get that smoked salmon. I pizza. had Okay, so here's the thing. I don't like salmon. This is not nothing that is nothing is new. A secret. Nothing new. We're still went, crazy. When I went to Q Sushi, I had a very delightful piece of salmon uh, nigiri. Yeah, of
0: course, salmon's great. Shut up.
1: And, and uh when i did when i went to spago they actually sent us out the the uh the smoked salmon yeah, pie the classic and i had a piece not half bad
0: <laughs> well i'm glad that you can admit that um yeah maybe all you need to do to realize your love for salmon is have it on top of a 40 dollars pizza covered in caviar <laughs>
1: Yeah. There you go. It's the caviar that did it it's for me. It's the caviar me. that did it. You put caviar at anything. I said, I said, Salmon, get it the hell out of here. <laughs> I want that caviar, baby.
0: I mean, you mentioned Langer's. That's obviously a classic LA restaurant. The number 19, of course, would be the signature dish there. Absolutely. Uh, what about like, what about like newer shit? Like, uh, Bevel you know, I would say one of the best restaurants no, no in foie. town.
1: No foie anymore. That was the go-to. God. So yeah, we're, the mushroom was really good
0: because of Johnny law, uncle <laughs> Sam, once again, telling us we can't have foie gras. So foie gras is, I guess, illegal again in California. And I think a standout dish was that foie gras halva. When we went there, we like immediately ordered another one when it hit the table. I don't, I don't know if that's their signature. Maybe their signature dish is that lamb and, neck or, or the duck
1: and do you hummus. Oh, that, that hummus. was really, really good. Oh, boy. Um, I mean, I, I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure. I would say that lamb neck shawarma. What, like, but here's the thing: like, they've only been open for a year. So, si- what can, what constitutes signature? I don't um, know if they're like ready to be in that category yet.
0: What would you say for Rosa Blue? Another favorite that I would put among the best restaurants in the city. I would
1: say the the tortellini and brodo. Okay. And then that those Parmesan dumplings. I think Ooh. those because those are so interesting. Yeah. And then something that you really don't see everywhere. Right. It's that I, I would regional. Go, I would go that that Mama Valbruna's eggplant dish. I God. love that eggplant dish. That so eggplant. simple, so good.
0: That's that's super simple. And I would say the same for Reveille with that mushroom dish. Super simple, super good. Literally just mushrooms grilled yeah. on a skewer.
1: Yeah, with like, like a mesquite. cardamom and like something puree. God, they're so fucking good. They're very very delicious. Mm. Meaty. We're getting back into grilling season. Spring is in the air. I'm feeling great about my. I can feel life. it. I can feel it. I'm I I feel it too. Ooh. I'm hungry now.
0: It doesn't really it doesn't really feel like spring/summer until you get out that grill for the first time.
1: Gotta break out the grill. You gotta gotta go drink wine on a patio. Ugh. You gotta sit underneath a We're umbrellas. Entering wine
0: in the park season, and I, I ha- couldn't be happier. I think have been this cramped is the up year. in the
1: house. I think this is the year that, that you're gonna walk around, and you're gonna start seeing more people eating and drinking on patios during the day. During the day for lunch. Hmm. Need more lunch well, hands. The thing is, I mean, I don't
0: know how it is in Hollywood and the West Side, how they're living over there. I think they probably have more patios. In my ho- immediate neighborhood. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like there's kind of a dearth. Of great patios, especially to drink during the day. Um, that's why your sandwich shop, stretto I think is going to be a go-to now that this nice, nice weather has hit and you get those outdoor umbrellas. Breaking news, we got umbrellas. Breaking news, I'm going to be sitting out there, very European, sip, sipping a glass of lunch wine. He's going to
1: be wearing white, all white. Oh my God. Are the white jeans coming back? Yes, well, they are. I don't are. know. I believe I don't they, they know. are. Catch the man in white
0: outside of Eastredo. The problem with the white jeans is unless you're drinking a white or even a skin contact wine, you're in the danger zone drinking red wine and white jeans. I learned that the hard way in Rome.
1: They don't last very long. You could just pull a full Burt Backman and just let him let him go. You know, like he would like I appreciate Burt cuz he could probably afford new jeans every day. Shout out to a friend of the show Burt Backman. But uh he has like these pant, pant, pants that just have like stains upon stains upon well, stains.
0: I respect that. He's a grill master. He's a, he's a working man. He's he's, he's a fashion master. <laughs> you know, I let those jeans, I wore those jeans for weeks without washing them and then they were like they are pretty much destroyed. Like I tried to bleach them. It was like they're done. Yeah, we got. I think
1: this is the year I get white jeans.
0: Is it? Maybe. Are you, and so
1: you're a black T-shirt guy. Black T-shirt, white jeans. Are we? Are, are we going to see Joel in a white t-shirt? I think you're going to see me full milkman, baby. Oh. Yeah, maybe a, a jaunty little bow tie.
0: You know, with an open glass of Slovenian skin contact hanging out in the sun on South Broadway. That's the kind of spring I want.
1: I mean, that doesn't. Some nothing, people nothing sounds better. Some
0: people get jazzed about the super bloom. No, 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 no. I get jazzed about. Nay. I get jazzed about some nice midday wine in the sun.
1: <laughs> I will say I did go to the Superbloom. It's fine. See, it, it's okay. I, uh, it, I Superbloom is great. It's beautiful. You can find flowers everywhere in, in California. Yeah, sure. I, I love, love flowers, it. but uh, but it's just like you know. It's I like flowers a lot. I'm a big flower guy. When I proposed to my wife, I took her down to Carlsbad and the flower fields. Just uh, roses and roses and roses. Such and a romantic. Roses and roses are beautiful flowers. Um. You know, I like them, but you know, no, no desire to go to the super bloom. You know, I, I don't. I don't need to lay down on and destroy an, an ecosystem mm. just to take a pic. Yeah, I'd rather
0: like take a pic of food than a pic of nature. Oh, I don't know about that. You don't know about that. I'd rather take a pic of food in nature. What's all right? So here's the thing. Obviously, I love taking food pictures. Nature, when you're in it, I love being outside, being outdoors. One of my favorite things. But I feel like. Taking a picture, especially with your phone camera, never really captures the majesty of the moment. And I'd rather just be in it as opposed to a meal where you get one or two good pics before you eat. You're still in the moment, but then you can remember the meal better. Like I'll look back at meals I had years ago and be like, ah, yes, fond memories. And I'll scroll through and I'll relive the experience. You don't do that with outdoor pictures because you're like, it never looks as good. Mm. food pictures are better at capturing the moment than a nature pic ever will be unless yeah. we're dealing with advanced you know photography and you're getting awesome pics with an yeah. expensive ass if you're a camera.
1: regular old Ansel Adams out I there. mean I'm not against taking pictures and I definitely do but I get so much I get so, much, like, I get so food, much less food back. picture in nature for example open fire like grill and oh. then you have like just like shit on top of it. Oh my god. That's the dream. Oh, that's, that's the dream. What, and that's what I'm doing next week,
0: baby. Joel's going off to Yosemite. I'm so jealous. Uh if you haven't been to Yosemite, I'd say it's one of the coolest national parks ever. Okay. I I like Zion and Yosemite or and Joshua Tree are like probably top in the top 5 easy. Easy. Uh it's it's one of the hard it's like one of the busiest I think it's the the busiest in the entire country. One of the busiest. Or ones Yellowstone right? maybe. Yeah. Uh it's so fucking rad up there.
1: It is. And it just beca- and because of all the rain, those waterfalls are going to be extra waterfalling. Uh, those fucking uh, those green trails. the mist trail is going to be extra misty. It's so rad. Do you have meals planned out? Are you just doing steaks over the fire? I have I have meals planned out. I'm going to I'm going to probably spatchcock an entire uh, chicken. Ugh. I'm going to do a Dude, chicken. over chicken. the fire, you can't beat it. But I think I'm going to, or either I'm going to a it, or I'm going to do a roasted, like, slow-roasted beer can chicken with slow-roasted potatoes and carrots. Um, I, but, I,
0: but as we know, beer can chicken is actually lie, and the beer can makes it harder to cook the inside, because it keeps it I don't it care. I, I,
1: I like it. I think it's fun. Well, it looks great. Yeah. The bird's sitting upright in a where jaunty in, manner. We're Instagramming. I'm going to put a top hat on it. <laughs>
0: make its little wing wave in the I'm gonna Instagram do video it
1: like that I'm just going to like make it like dance and hello like my baby and hello, hello my honey my yeah. I'm going to do it like that racist <laughs> frog from the WB Yeah
0: don't 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 make it a problematic bird just make it funny don't make it problematic <laughs> uh, we don't need to bring that into the mix don't bring race into this carl uh that's i'm i'm so jealous i'm going i'm probably going to have to do some grilling just to alleviate my jealousy of you being up there grilling just bust it out uh I mean, there's nothing better, in my opinion, than cooking over an open and fire. And
1: not just that; it's not like a grilling over an open fire. It's grilling over an open fire while you're with camping. Wood, but while we're camping with wood that we collect from around our campsite. Ooh, maybe you maybe you used an axe. Maybe you fucking I have, axed it in have, half. We have we have a hatchet.
0: Ooh.
1: Kay. But I mean, here, but here's the thing: it's like you're not supposed to chop anything or cut anything it's just supposed to be stuff that you find on the ground you're not supposed to fuck with the with Uh, the environment i don't like that it's 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 found stuff no i mean like bringing in firewood and then cutting it up with an axe not like we we are like (laughs) chopping down
0: a tree. we are also
1: bringing we already bought like sir please stop
0: chopping that i i got a bird to
1: cook you see him he's over there dancing but like you see the hat Doing, doing, doing breakfasts over that. Just putting, just putting a big thing of eggs in a cast iron. Uh, putting, putting potatoes over a fire. Uh, making burritos, making uh, sandwiches. So and my, and my favorite thing to do. And we, only do this when we go camping. Me and my wife. Uh, Texas toast, like uh, Texas toast, uh, garlic bread. Okay. Cheese inside. Ooh. And tomato soup. So you mean like a sandwich with two pieces of Texas toast? Absolutely, that are garlic bread. Yeah.
0: And then cheese in the inside. Damn so right. basically a Texas toast garlic bread grilled, grilled cheese. With
1: with tomato soup as a dipping. Jesus. Yes. Is this a is this a Joel special? It's a actually it's a, it's a Serena special. Can you put this on the menu at Strato? We can we can do something like that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I don't see why not. God. Yeah, that's uh it's
0: it's good to be, you know, it's good to be out of the winter. I, I love stew weather as much as the next man. It's but gonna be cold.
1: Is it? It's gonna be like like maybe 58 degrees during the day and like 35 degrees at night it's gonna be that cold oh yeah absolutely that's kind of rad though it's raining there right now it's Mm -hmm. still raining like all week well i hope you get good weather that's kind of rad though because you're like
0: you're still able to bundle around the fire at night yeah because that's great because when it's too warm you're like you don't really want to be that you got a great campsite
1: right by by the merced river oh man fuck you
0: yeah fuck you fuck you (laughs) how dare you there's not gonna be any 7-Elevens though. What are you gonna drink? You're gonna force make campfire coffee.
1: Yeah, I always make. I always brisk make coffee, or I bring like like already pre-made like cold brews with me. That's what I usually have. Cold brew. Wow. Yeah. Maybe uh,
0: maybe you'll this week will change your views. You'll come back and you'll actually have sane, right-minded views I'll on bring, coffee. Like, bring
1: some Senka. I'll I'll dr- I'll drink like a 92 year old Jew. There's nothing like sanka prepared over a campfire, I tell you. That's mm. what my
0: grandfather always said. This is the life right here. Nice boiling sanka and a nice, nice roaring sanca. fire. Oh,
1: a hard boiled egg and old sourdough <laughs> toast. No butter. I'm no just salt. a simple
0: man. Dungarees, black tea, boiled egg and
1: masanka. That sounds about right god damn it i'm gonna come back just grizzle this you're fuck. gonna be grizzled you're i mean your beard is already we always come back like the last time we've every time we come back camping from camping my car smells like 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 smoke i love and my that Clothes though. smell like smoke i love for, like, that ever. that's the best I mean, I mean just got a new tent it's great um, we're just living it up oh god well
0: this is uh the best thing about living in california and you'll see some pics on the instagram yeah follow follow joel if you haven't he's uh Pretty, pretty strong content, I would say. Strong content, always from you. I am a content daddy. Um, well, speaking of fucking content and the content game, I think that seamlessly seeks segues effortlessly into our guest. Um, very excited to have her on. Let's get her in here. Testing. testing. Our guest today <laughs> is Stephanie Brejo, who is the food, uh, the restaurant and bars editor at Time Out LA. Uh, you know, dealing in all things food. Um, a food luminary one might say yes I'm gonna say it (laughs) Mm. I'm gonna say it a woman about town
2: that might be true okay
0: uh, I, yeah, I think food luminary is a title that has to be foisted upon you. Exter- <laughs> like, no, one, no one claims to be a, a food luminary except for me. So yes, exactly. Food luminary has to be foisted upon you. I, I'm calling it right now.
2: Oh, that's very sweet. I wouldn't, yeah, don't, my mom always said never trust uh, a food luminary who tells everyone they're
0: a food luminary. So.
1: <laughs> I got to take that out of my bio. Mama <laughs> yeah. Frasio. Yeah, she's uh, so, not
2: wisdom.
0: We're off
2: to a bad start. She's already going to hate you. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, well,
0: I, I kind of have it as a joke. Obviously, I am not a food luminary. I'm just. Just an enthusiast, you know. But you, you on the other hand, are uh, definitely a professional. Um, I mean, it's always like—I think it's easy to look at the life of a, a food writer and be jealous. But I know uh, now that I know some, it seems like it's a, you know—it's not all glamour. It's no. not all glitz and glamour.
2: It's a lot of discomfort. I wear a lot of black stretchy jeans. In fact, <laughs> on my to-do list today is to buy more black stretchy jeans. Uh, no, it is, it is a really fabulous life. It is really funny. Um, so I went to school. I studied journalism. It was, uh, you know, when I, when I graduated, I graduated in 09. Dating myself right now. You're young.
0: Uh, you're young,
2: young. I'm over thirty, so you know. But uh, in LA, oh, it's all downhill. In LA, I feel like that's like death.
1: Right. Uh, <laughs> to, um, to say
0: you're over thirty on a podcast, you'll never work again in this town. uh
2: But no, and so when I graduated, I actually, when I was in school, I was mostly studying uh news and entertainment reporting, and I thought I might want to like work for Rolling Stone one day or Paste Magazine or something like that, and. Um, you know then I, I sort of fell into food writing uh, maybe in like 2010 I want to say maybe like a year after graduation but it's always a thing that I've been so passionate about in my yeah. life and uh, I have like a very Italian grandmother so Ooh. I grew up eating a lot and I'm like so jealous of like, oh, people
0: I'm who have a nona
2: eating. Oh yeah she's oh my god when she wanted to talk shit when I was a kid she would start speaking Italian because she knew I
0: didn't know it right and that was like <laughs> a very normal thing. like oh she's talking shit right now
2: yeah she'd like be on
0: the Get phone. In the base <laughs> like, right, <laughs> nona's at <had> it again. <laughs>
2: Uh, but yeah, so I, I've always grown up in a family with like a lot of food. Uh, you know, she'd always have like Italian meatball soup for me, Mm. you know, Italian wedding soup. Yeah. Uh, you know, she'd be making sausage and peppers and things like that. And so,
0: so, um, so jealous. I was always, I mean, obviously growing up in Philly, a lot of my friends were Italian and they had like big Italian families and they do like the big meal where like there's 20 people. And I would see that and be like, why can't I have this? This is so rad. I want to talk about gravy. You know, because they call sauce. hey, mm-hmm. this is a good gravy. This is a fucking good gravy right here. I'm like, that's what I want. I think there's always been part of me that I've, I've known a jealousy.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a totally normal thing. I think Anthony Bourdain once said that he was like, one of the things he was so angry about is that he wasn't born italian uh, yeah. And that's like a very, you know, I get it. Right. I, you know, you can be jealous. It's sure. Fun. Uh, no, and I um, growing up in LA, I think I was really lucky also to be exposed to so much food through through the course of my life. I mean,
1: absolutely every type of food
2: yeah. imaginable.
0: Also jealous that you get to grow up in LA. Yeah,
2: well, pretty, yeah.
0: pretty good place to grow up. I have like rules.
2: a weird yeah. I mean, that's yeah. when you uh, when you tell people you grew up in LA, I think that they have like certain preconceptions. Sure. And when you tell people that you grew up in Malibu, I think there are even oh, more uh, preconceptions oh, and misconceptions okay. about. Uh, oh, you of
0: must have had a horse ranch.
2: Right. I did. Some You're of my like, friends did. But it was no, my parents' horse
0: ranch. Yeah, okay. First of all, it was Thank a you. pony ranch. <laughs> exactly. A horse ranch.
2: Uh, no, it, and so it's, uh, but that, I mean, that in itself is like such a particular way of growing up here. You're sure. so far removed from so sure. much of this. you like,
0: we went to Nobu all the time. Yes. Friday Friday night dinners at Nobu with the fam.
2: Yeah, no. But as, <laughs> as we mentioned, you know, uh, prior to prior to studying the podcast, uh, you know, my mom was in the 90s. She was like very fit, very healthy. Sure. Our Our moms both apparently taught yes. step aerobics. Yep.
0: My mom is a fitness instructor, and my mom was a step aerobics enthusiast. enthusiast. Oh, were you? I never taught in the yeah. '90s. In it, was it was called jazzercise. Yeah, if by you weren't jazzercise in the '90s. You weren't nowhere, man.
1: Yeah, that's what a, it was
0: all about.
2: The tie that binds is a uh, you know <laughs> step aerobics. Of
0: course.
2: <laughs> Second thing, my mom always said to me, uh, no, and so you know we, even though she was like a very you know like white step aerobics fitness enthusiast sure. mom. Uh, she, you know, we'd like go to Chinatown, even like we'd make all the track. We'd, she'd go to sample sales. Everybody get
0: in the car, we're going to a sample sale.
2: Yeah. Yeah. We would, I would go downtown and right next to downtown obviously is Chinatown and we'd run to like Lucky Deli. We'd get, you know, Chow Fun for like $2 and it was like, as a kid, that was like my favorite thing. So it's, um, I feel like I already had such a good foundation for loving and appreciating like every type of food from childhood. And so when I sort of fell into it, it became such a natural fit for me that i never want to believe and so i've been yeah, yeah it's sort plus of- it's like if you
0: graduated in 09 started getting into food writing in 2010 from then till now has been like such an explosion oh it's like what a great time to be in the food game in la you're like getting in at the ground floor of this like amazing explosion of you know creativity and restaurant openings and all this fucking new life.
2: Yeah, I mean and it's it's wild. So I actually I went to school uh on the East Coast and I lived in DC and Virginia. Shout for out a while. to
0: the East Coast. They're uh, out there doing it. I mean,
2: they're all right. Good good work,
0: guys. Hey, right. guys. Eh. hey guys. Hey guys, keep your head up, okay? <laughs> it's, it's yeah. almost springtime. You'll
2: here. get there. You'll get there. You're
0: thawing out. It'll be all right.
2: Uh, yeah, and then I actually only moved back a couple years ago. Um, not that I wasn't here all the time because right. my whole family's out here. But uh, it was—it's been a wild time to be back in LA, even the last couple of years. Yeah, right. For sure. Andy Wong on here writes for Food and Wine. He
0: should. I, great. I we haven't shout out to Andy. I, yeah. mean, I enjoy his work. His great work, Lord's work.
2: Uh, Doing Lord's work out there. Yeah. And he, um, yeah, he he basically, we were talking one time and he was like, honestly, like when you moved back, it was, you came here right as like every Was that a conscious choice or you were just like, it's time? No, I just knew it was time to come back. And uh, it was, I guess I just happened to come back when it was just explode. So it's, you know, it keeps us all busy. It is. So it was what
1: three years ago, four years ago?
2: Yeah. No, not even like a, like two years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah. Just back a couple
0: years. See, I always thought that if I grew up in LA, I would have moved to the East Coast. So you kind of followed that trajectory that I... I think a lot of LA people do where they're like, you know, you want to get out
1: and then you come back.
0: But then you realize how cool it is, you yeah. know, because you, you know, you kind of have to step away from something to get perspective. So then it's like, you know, you see it for what it really is. And then you're like, oh, what a special place. I'm going back in.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And a ton of people do it. A ton of chefs have done it. Um, Jessica Coslow is one. In fact, I think she went to GW maybe. So in DC okay. also, mm. a lot of weird, of squirrel like, DC, fame. of squirrel fame, mm. shout out squirrel. That little, that if you don't
0: know who Jessica Coslow, is, I can't help you. <laughs> <listener>. <laughs>
2: um, but yeah, no, it's, it's been, uh, I think, I think that that's a perspective is like a, a, a huge thing. That yes,
0: do. for sure. How did you, uh, where were you living on the East coast?
2: Uh, DC. Okay. And uh, I went to school in Fredericksburg, Virginia. Okay. Shout out tiny little little Fredericksburg, Virginia. Shout out uh, Fredericksburg. Yeah. Uh, uh, FB. F- FBG.
0: DC uh, has good food though, right? I mean,
2: DC I, does have good food. I yeah. don't know much especially, about the DC food scene. Oh my God! Especially now, they've got in, like fantastic food. I mean, yeah. they they got Michelin back before we did. Yeah. You know, like oh yeah, that's so, right. Yeah. So you know, and, and they got I think they got Michelin the first time before we got ours back. So oh, wow. yeah, they, they got it a couple of years ago, but uh, not that that's by any means
0: marked uh, yeah, the success oh, a, of a food city. Michelin exactly. asked uh, to use one of our food photos on our Instagram. Same. Yeah. Uh, and I was
1: like, ah, look who came crawling back. First of all, look what photo that they used. They used the photo that I took that you said was trash. I didn't say it was trash. I just said it couldn't be better.
2: What, uh, what restaurant is it? Can I ask you?
0: It's a salumi plate from, from Kispaka. Yeah. It's very, oh, yeah. it's a very Ooh. nice looking salumi place.
2: So I, re- uh. I,
0: responded to the Michelin guide. I was like, "Your luck, because this photo can be yours for the low, low price of $99.99.99 99, 99, if you act now." And you know, I'm, they I'm never act. I've yet to hear. You blew it, Michelin guide. I gave you a reasonable
1: <laughs> offer. That's a, that's a good picture of a salumi board. We could, gave them. It our, could be better. Our, our it could be better. Checking account information, a bank routing <laughs> number. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing.
0: Balls Nothing. in your court,
1: guide. <laughs> yeah. Balls in your court, Michelin guide. Come on. If you want Are, this you, exci- premium so are you excited about it? Are you excited about Michelin guy coming back? I mean... Uh, what does it mean for you? You're in the business yeah. of running a food and drink guide? Is it even exciting? Time is out it LA. It doesn't matter. I don't
2: mean to... I mean, it's... Uh, you know, I know that it is content I'm going to have to the write. Content never yes. sleeps. Uh, I, I look at it as that. Like, you know, as soon as that guy goes live, obviously sure. you're going to have to run a recap of... Their choices and things like that. I think, uh, you know, as I said, I think that it is in no way indicative of whether or not a city is worthy of, you know, tourism or dining. You know, it's, I, we have. The best food city yeah, in yeah, the world, right. I think. Um, and it doesn't necessarily
1: legitimize a restaurant or delegitimize exactly, a restaurant. Exactly, exactly.
2: Right. But I also understand the pros of it because I know that there are, you know, there, there, there's a certain tier of chef and a certain type of chef who work their whole lives for that recognition. Right. Which it's a is,
0: legitimization is. of so many I, years of hard work. For yes, sure. I know
2: right. that it it does mean a lot to a lot of people, and I, I also know that it does actually drive. Tourism and it also drives, you know, maybe. Old rich people, they
0: love the Michelin. They fucking love it. They pop that shit open, they're like, where are we eating tonight?
2: Yeah. Mm. So, but I. I
0: I have different feelings. I mean, (laughs) I think what's gonna be interesting is them coming in after such a long absence because you do have a lot of chefs out here, and I think Joel's among them, that it's like, we're all kind of over it. It's like, we know what's good, we've been knowing what's good, we don't need some outside thing that hasn't
1: been around. La forever to come back in. It's like, what can you tell us? I mean, I don't need someone to tell me that Moza is a good right. restaurant. Oh, like, Moza's I good. I don't. I don't. I don't. Whoa, I don't, what I don't need two that. stars. Awesome.
2: But I think that you know, I I also think that there's like a, a level of uh, perspective outside of the food world, right? So like we know Moza's sure. good. Sure. Sure. We
1: sure. Know and we're box we're is great. we're in the no. We're food luminaries, guys. <laughs> I will never
0: well, say I am. Yeah, right. you're the
2: singular uh, food. No, lo- you're right. We're in the know. We're
0: we're like. We know what's good, but you're right. To the average person who might not, you know, be absorbed in this as much as we are, maybe it's nice to have another source of
2: yeah. info. Yeah. I mean, there are people who don't really care about food. Like, the, those do exist. There are people mm. who just... Cowards. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hus of people. Not even real.
2: Yeah. Um, pod people. Yeah. Not podcasts. Sure. I think that, uh, you know, there there is probably some, some benefit to it. I think it's weird to lump us into a giant California guide. I I know that that had to do with California tourism, but I just but
1: but it's going to be independent of San Francisco, right? Or the Bay Area? I think
2: that we're all in the California guide. So San Francisco
1: is going to be. So you know, is San Francisco pissed off now that they that we? I don't know. Maybe. Hold with them. We're all.
2: Yeah, maybe. But uh, you know, I I just think that I, I think what I am most excited about when that list goes live is I want to know. Uh, who their Bib gourmands are, how they're going to do that, which is, you know... Explain that. Explain that. Bib Gourmand is sort of like the, you know, they're the the one star, two star, three stars, but there's also... Bib Gourmand is sort of supposed to be the affordable, everyday sort of... For your
0: everyday slobs.
2: Yeah, but... Uh, I think that you know the the actual price point changes depending on the city, but I think yeah. in DC when it first launched, it was like two people are supposed to be able to eat for like forty dollars or under. Okay, or so like,
0: like accessible options that right. aren't you know rarefied fine dining or super expensive places like Major Domo or
2: something. Right, like but I think the last time Michelin was here our bib gourmands were like Pizzeria Moza or things like that that yeah. are maybe not, you know, LA has, I mean, look at our taco scene. Look sure. at any scene. We LA eat, has
0: amazing affordable apps.
2: Yes, Yes, and so to me, I really, because it, I really feel like they didn't nail it the last time they were here. No, I sure wonder how that might change if it's going to look different at all if they're actually if they're actually going to be you know like hitting the pavement and wandering out into SGV if they're wandering you know
0: are you going to be out with your time out LA peeps and then look across the dining room and see like the Michelin crew be like what's up I don't even- know. going on?
2: They're so anonymous. That's the whole thing. They're- they like- What do you mean? Inside. They're wearing
0: those tire suits. They're lumbering <laughs> into the restaurant in the
1: Michelin. They're like, God, those guys, they have to wear it. They yeah, have to wear it. take up up the rules. Like, have you seen like the old, like original Michelin guy? <laughs> with- with the original like Michelin man? Yeah. How yeah. fucking frightening he it's looks? It's terrifying. He's nightmare fuel, yeah. man. It's who like, is so, It's so bizarre. He
0: lumbers in one food, please. Give <laughs> him the food! Oh, God, he starts tearing people's heads
1: off. We have to placate him.
0: Yeah, it's it's weird. It's it's a weird thing. And,
1: I'm just I am excited to see the like the higher echelon of chefs that don't necessarily get what they want. That's what I'm more excited <laughs> to see. Joel <Don't laughs> just wants to see the shit that gets yeah, turned. Yeah, I, mean, I I want to want to see people just take to the and be like, this is bullshit. I remember when they came in and they had great service. Well, I, I am ex- I'm excited for the the fallout from it. Not because like I care about where they're gonna. It's because you're a drama about. queen. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're, we're, you know, maybe It's the- going to be see- interesting to see what om- omissions they make, too From, like, things that we would Like, the lower tier things that we would be like This is fucking unbelievable This is deserving of a I'm going to start a push a for Istretto on Viv Bormond How about that? Sure, why not? I mean, I don't care, but great. It's all about that air I, pop. I, I might just put up, I can get a decal made of Michelin stars, and I can put them <laughs> outside. And I can just say, we're the world's first nine Michelin starred <laughs> restaurant. What are they going to do? You should get a, a cardboard
0: cutout of the Michelin man, and then have like a speech bubble. Like, tire man says, eat here
1: sandwich, good. That's great. I'm going to go right. ransack me in America's tires that has one of those cardboard <laughs> cutouts. Just so I can put it up at the restaurant. The, the Michelin
0: truck. Man has as much dignity as those inflatable waving arm guys <laughs> that are out front of the car dealership. <laughs> it might as well be that running a food guy.
1: Yeah, I always think that that's so. It's so incredible that there's that this thing that I've always associated with tires became this thing that you associate with like, like finer foods. Mm.
0: And that's the thing, it's like I'll be interesting, like I didn't really know about that Bib Gourmand thing, but you're right. It's like I'm not gonna care about like I know like, yeah, like dialogue in Santa Monica, I'll probably never go there, you know, crazy super expensive tasting menu, It's like, I'm sure they'll get a Michelin
1: Star. Like, great, good for them. Yeah. Certain things I'm are I'm sure built the crew there will be happy to get it but certain it's like, things are built for that. They're built to right. get a rating. Right. You know? And if they and if they don't, it's like, oh, okay, well, I mean, if they do, it's like, yeah, I get it. Like, that's what's supposed to happen, right? Like, if you're paying $250 a head for dinner, yeah, they're probably going to get What would something. some of your picks be for a Bib Gourmand list?
2: Ooh. Hmm. I you mean,
1: you, and you don't have to say, Stretto, it's fine. We already know. You know yeah, yeah, yeah. Already that's, know on the li-
2: that's on the list. That's on the star list. It's on the list, list in yeah. our that's hearts. On the, that's on the if we're in star. between
1: one star and Bib Gourmand, we're like a half star.
2: Yeah. What about a half star, I wish they gave half stars, actually. That'd be I really amazing. Do.
1: That'd be great if they gave half stars. That
2: would be some drama. Yeah, Can you imagine if so a good. chef got like two and stars. a half stars?
1: Dude, What was that show? What was that TV show that like people it was like back in the 80s and 90s that Kitchen made, Confidential. Star, no, Star Search. Oh. Star Search. Like where you did a Michelin a star search kind of thing. I yeah. think
2: you found your calling.
1: There yeah, I wish. Pitch it. Giving We're, half stars and quarter stars. It's just a little triangle. Yes. <laughs> One leg of the <laughs> star. A fit, it's a sliver a of, a of a star. star.
0: We got um, a, a triangle.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you didn't so, even get a star. So it's it, a triangle. Where's, where's Stephanie's bib gourmand?
0: Mm. Oh
2: God, that's so cool. Is it
0: called that because you put... On a bib, yeah. like all gourmands yeah, do. It is like old... in fact,
2: So when they release that list, you have to go there in a bib,
0: <laughs> and I'm going to hold you to right, it. And the bib as a <laughs> picture of the sure. man.
2: Yeah, you wear a bib at all So Where is
0: your bib? Yes, yes, you may enter
2: Um, God, what would be my bib gourmands? Uh, Mariscos is probably on there. Are
0: you talking about Mariscos, Feliscos? Yes, I am. Okay, legendary uh um Mariscos truck. Known Mm -hmm. for their shrimp taco Mm -hmm. in the Boyle Heights neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel like, yeah, I mean, that's, that's, those are cheap. I mean, the shrimp tacos are. Are you not?
2: I mean, that's, so that's the thing about how they covered Bip Gourmand that I am so curious. Right. What's
0: the price point exactly?
2: Because they, I mean, that's like, like it's two dollar, it's three dollar, you know, like right. and
1: the, like could Vesper or not Vespertine, team could uh, Destroyer be considered a totally, v- vi-
2: you know, and Destroyer should be considered yeah. or a Trinity, say, you know, but like could a, they also
1: get a star?
2: I mean, would they give a, a breakfast cafe a star? I mean, I would. that um, would be awesome. Maybe, be I fantastic. mean,
1: in, in Taiwan or wherever, they exactly. have they have places that are like little yeah Gios stalls. Omelette omelet stalls, yeah, like that. Yeah, that have that's Michelin what, stars.
2: That's, you know, I so mean... So where's it, the line? Yeah, I mean, that's...
0: I need to see some criteria. What's your guys' rating system for Timeout LA? LA? Uh,
2: we do stars. We okay. don't do half stars.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, we do up to five. Okay. Five being the best, obviously. That's like, that's like
0: a classic... Yeah. A class. metric that everybody understands. Classic. Five Five stars. And I stars. have
2: actually heard from our, our chief dining critic, uh, shout out Simon Majumdar. Um, shout out to Simon. Shout out Simon. Uh, he has actually specifically been like, I wish we gave half stars. So like, almost. We almost, yeah, like, maybe, maybe, almost could have lived that drama. That, uh, maybe dramatic. now when
1: Michelin opens, you do start doing halves to get a little edge yeah, on get them.
2: Some, get some edge on that. Uh, yeah. Just really
1: piss people off and give them four half stars. <laughs> what, what has gotten five stars from Time Out L.A.?
2: Oh my God. Uh, actually, dialogue. Uh, okay. a recent memory I'm sorry? Felix, have you have been to Dialog mhm once is it and uh, amazing? it's good I mean it's the thing is also like a tasting menu and fine dining menu is something it's oh I don't know how to say this uh carefully it's not for rich people yeah it's I mean it is definitely for rich people it is one of those things where it is not how I prefer want, to eat, prefer to eat right. for the most part I mean it's they, a they are a very
1: refined, rarefied way of they, dining they, t- they tell you what you're going to have and it's just like yeah, if you don't want to eat here, then you don't... Look, yeah, but I'm totally do?
2: fine with that. Yeah. I I am. I prefer to go in someplace and just say whatever the chef thinks. Like, if I'm there, like, whatever. Like, surprise me. I'm not allergic to things. I'm fucking... Bring it on. Yeah, I don't care. Okay. But I will say that, like, you know, tiny little morsels of beautiful... But, like, I appreciate them, and right. they are uh really especially when they're well executed it is you know like a procession of these you
0: know
1: sure beaut- a taste horses. parade
2: yeah yes if you will and um you know so I, I do appreciate that but on on a regular basis i you know where do i god where do i love to you know otonio which i know you guys have Shout been to, to i sure otonio the best yeah i live in highland park and that is like a beautiful bar where I just want to go eat yeah. at the bar. Right.
1: It's a place a... where you
0: could go have a big special meal, or a place you could pop into the bar, get one or two things, a quick nice glass of wine, you're on your way.
2: Hundred percent. Yeah. Up
0: for forty bucks. I like that. Yes. Done. I like um, that you can have both.
2: Triple bean would be a great
0: yes. Bib Gourmand. Triple bean okay. Pizza.
2: Fantastic.
0: Approachable. Approachable. A lot of different options. You're in, you're out. They got wine. You can sit outside. I, I that would be on my list. Yeah. I. Yeah. Whole box, whole I box. think that Whole box deserves do. a fucking Michelin star. Give them a fucking Michelin star, <laughs> star man. Is great. That shit is like you get that avocado. They do like these these sliced avocados that are made into like a flower. It's like mm-hmm. this is beautiful. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Oh,
1: Aguachiles, yeah,
2: squirrel obviously, which we just you know we're talking about squirrel.
1: Give, give squirrel star. Yeah, squirrel's I mean, great. That's the thing. So like, yeah, I don't it's... think squirrel has enough accolades or anything <laughs> else at all. They definitely need more. Yeah. Yeah. Are you anti-squirrel? I, there you got a tone. There's a I, tone think, there. I think Squirrel is very, very. I think it's very good. I think it's it's very good. Squirrel gets a lot of hate.
2: Does it really? It
1: does think so? because I, it was I feel kind like of I feel a, a different. I guess
0: it was kind of like a um, like groundbreaking in the expensive toasts. <laughs> uh, uh, it was
2: a it was a trailblazer. Right. People Go. like to
0: first of all people like to toast shame. You see it online with avocado toast hate all the time. And avocado toast has come to kind of define, like, define millennial tastes overall in a weird way. So, like, there's a lot of avocado toast hate in general. There's a lot of toast hate, and I think Squirrel with their, you know, ricotta toast and expensive avocado toast kind of like. You know, uh, for a lot of people, what was a a symbol of that?
2: Yeah, but I mean, if you think about it, I mean, think about how sort of, you know, and now that it's incredibly revolutionary to put avocado on toast or ricotta and jam on toast, but I mean, think about how many people followed that model. And then not just in L.A., which it came to define... Breezy,
0: cafe... Totally.
2: California, it became so But you know
0: what? You know what's interesting about that, that I always think about? All that stuff is Australian. Yeah. So when you're hitting on avocado toast, you're being xenophobic, bro. You better tone wow. it down. Immigrants made this country great. All that breezy white paint, f- plants, breezy cafe shit, that's all fucking Australian. Yeah. It just works so well in California because our lifestyles are. We also we're also breezy.
2: Yeah, we we too are breezy. Yeah, uh, we're
0: easy yeah, and breezy.
2: Yeah, but uh and there's also like a, a huge contingent of sure. Aussies, obviously sure. here now opening cafes, yeah. which Place happens like in Great Los White and Venice,
0: in Venice or something. Great white like that. and
2: uh, even Louis from uh, EPLP is, you know building a, a little cafe that's yeah. supposed to open this year like yeah. a little
0: yeah. i say more toasts more australians more, toast. more breeziness but even
2: but not even oh what i was saying is not even just in la i mean that's as much as new york loves to hate on us that right. became a huge part of their brunch culture or whatever too. it's so, true you know, it's, yeah it's, it's everywhere now yeah. and so if you look who doesn't
0: want to go to a nice like cozy little place that's like you know like good food but also not pretentious or a whole production just, like, good food, easy, quick. Who doesn't want that? Yeah. Who fucking doesn't want that? I just, that's how I want to live my life.
2: Yeah, so I feel like that deserves, you know, at least a bib gourmand. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: and- sure. I'll throw on a bib for that.
2: Yeah, throw on a bib.
0: The thing about squirrel, it's like, you know, everyone's like, oh, rice ball or whatever. They'll have, like, specials that are, like, great. Like, yeah. the other day I went there, just popped in. I like to go at, like, 3 p.m. before they close. It's not that busy. There was, like, a charred cabbage tossed with peanuts and, like, a in like a, kind of like a fish sauce. Like, this is so fucking good. Mm-hmm. Don't sleep on the specials. That's what I'm saying. I got steak and egg special the other day. It was like fantastic, really strong. Give him a big bib. fan over here. Yeah,
1: I'm a, a big fan. Joel, you're you're just a hater. I'm not a hater. I've been there. I think it's good.
2: What would be on your yeah, list? You have on my list of yeah, what? Yeah, yeah. um uh, uh, Bib Gourmands. Oh,
1: Bib Gourmands. I'd put so many pizza places on there. Yeah, yeah. Out of, It'd just out of be control. all pizza. Sup, super fun would be <laughs> on super there. Fine super fun. for sure. Apple, nice. Apollonia's just for their square oh, yeah. si- slice alone. So it's just
2: Fridays and Fridays and Saturdays? Fridays only?
1: Uh, no, they do it every day. They do it every day? They do it, it every day, but they, they stop at like a certain time. Mm. Um, what else would be on there? Where else am I frequenting? Mm. I'd put on like a few taco trucks, like Taco's Tamix, I would put on. I really like it. I think it's better than Leo's. Uh, Yeah, it's like we don't even, it's
0: so weird. Like, we don't need the guide. We already know though, but that's that's the
2: thing. But also think about how many people are in Los Angeles, right? I mean, again, we're plugged in. You're right. There are tons of people who aren't.
0: Tell me this. How do you feel about that as a competitor? I mean, your job is to run a food and beverage guy.
2: I mean, I don't view Michelin as a competitor to time out. You want to talk
0: some shit? No, 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 I'm not talking shit. There's different different categories. Exactly. It's totally, and
2: they're a rating system. They're like a book. I mean, not that we don't have a rating system, but we also do daily news stories. You know, I doubt that eater views Michelin you know like just because they're they, another they do
1: profiles on chefs like this, yeah, is, this is you're not just a... getting base information and saying this is good or it is not as good as you would think or this right. or like that
2: yeah. yeah I don't I don't necessarily view them as competitors I don't even I don't even, <laughs> I don't even uh, think about it when I go to sleep yeah right I don't think about you at all <laughs> as, uh, the Don Draper uh, yeah, exactly. but like I know I think that you know it's it's gonna mean a lot to a lot of chefs and I hope that everyone gets the star ratings that
1: they are hoping Guys, for. I hope you get your Fuck little star. I don't. I don't hope that they I hope get you the star want the drama. ratings. I don't. No, I want people to be humble. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want people to, to realize that cooking is uh, about yes, what chefs, they want. the most humble people. No, but no, but you, I'm not saying that they they are just like a lot of sports athletes. You want people to be humble not. by not receiving a star. I want I want people to Joe wants to see some come up and sis. You want come up and sit. I want people to do things that they they want to do but that they also understand the diner as well and they're not excluding them from anything necessarily I mean like yeah money's always gonna exclude somebody but, but like, to just to say like I want three stars and you, know, you only get one and for your world to come crashing down to me would be like a bit of a fucking overreaction and I know that there are going to be people who will view it that way and that's the problem. Any anyone? People have killed themselves over Michigan stars. That's, that's fucking crazy. Anyone yeah. who
0: doesn't recognize excellence in the field of food podcasting, th- that's moved to me. I don't even <laughs> give a shit about me. James Beard over here, the James Beard Foundation, recognizing excellence in food podcasting. And for that, I salute them. Thank you, James Beard Foundation. To the real heroes on the front lines, the food luminaries <laughs> out there doing free podcasts. For the people. <laughs> uh, Michelin, they don't have their finger on the pulse. They didn't even mention podcasts on their press release. How can I take them seriously? <laughs> so yeah, uh I will accept um a bib a bib for this podcast though.
1: Yeah.
0: Maybe when they get their act together and start, you know, really recognizing excellence in podcasting, I'll pay attention. But for now, it's like, I'll read Time Out LA. Oh <laughs> you know? Time Out Time Out really has become uh a great resource I always thought about it as like a New York thing but like in recent years I, I like realized like wow timeouts like one of the best one of the best places to find out about shit.
2: Oh well flattery will get you, yeah, Thank exactly. you so much. <laughs> um, Plus it's nice to have like
0: you know we do everything online we live our whole lives online we're on Instagram all you know, scrolling every fucking day it's nice to have a fucking print copy in your hands.
1: Yeah. I like to sit
0: down with a coffee you know really like like rustle through leaf through it's, it's fun to just have the physical media. Carl just like the jumble in the back, you know? Well, of course. I, well, I love the word jumble. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How I often like,
0: do you guys put out print editions?
2: Uh, we're quarterly. Okay. So uh, New York used to be weekly. It's every two weeks. We're okay. quarterly. I can't remember exactly what London is. I think they're also every two weeks. Okay. Uh, it started in London 51 years ago this wow. year, oh, I want to say. Uh Yeah, so big deal over there. So it's, it's nice to hear. Thank you so much that yeah. uh, you, you pay attention to the LA site. Sure. It's obviously we are... A lot younger, and yeah. compared to some of our, but you got other something cities. to prove. Yeah, I mean, basically, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, we're scrappy. Uh, we're we're a small team, and it's it is really tough, especially given the state of LA media right now. I mean, it feels like there are like 15 of us covering this entire city, right. and it is just like oh, you
0: again. With
2: every no, I mean, it's just how can any one outlet do it all? Like it, it is so there is so much, and there are so many stories to tell, and there's always so much happening, and there's so many openings. It is just. Constant and it it is a crazy time to be writing about food in LA because there I just feel like there are not enough of us like I, there are, there are a handful of us covering so much ground.
0: That's true. It's, it is kind of a small world when you get to the.
2: It's tiny. I mean, if you think about like level. New York media, if you think about other cities that they they have numerous publications. I mean, we obviously have more than one. We right. have numerous, but it's I I feel like it's not enough. There are so many people in the yeah. city.
0: There's so many stories to be told. So many tacos to be rated.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's crazy. It's a it's a weird time in, in uh, food media, for sure. I think
0: it's definitely, you know, uh, with uh, LA Times doing their print edition again and Pierre Meehan coming out. I mean, it's like an exciting time, though. It's like, like the food industry itself. It's like, you know, there's a, an explosion of creativity and dynamism in the people covering it. Yeah. I mean, I there mean- has to be.
2: I will say that that gave me a lot of hope that they, you know, to see the LA Times investing so much in food coverage. LA Times really
0: been stepping up and we're recording this on April Fool's Day. Gotta give a shout out to that hilarious
2: uh, trolling
0: of New York City that they did. It was so good. If you haven't read it, find it. It's super, super funny and kind of like... A great clapback to years and years of New York just bungling their L.A. coverage. You
2: know what's great, too, is New Yorkers are getting really mad about it online.
0: I love it. It, is,
2: it just makes it, it makes it so much better. Joel likes like, to see
0: cre- uh, Chef's World implode with the music. I like to see oh. people get mad on
1: Twitter. Oh, it's great. Mm, it's great. It. Yeah. Put it right in my veins. <laughs> Put it right in my veins, angry New Yorkers. <laughs>
2: Yeah, no, that was a great one. But you know, that was that was really heartening to see because I think and it's not just in LA media or in LA food media, but I mean just the the status of especially print journalism, but really any newsrooms, you know, every couple weeks you'll hear about another huge closure or a huge yes, round of layoffs. It's, and
0: it's a crazy time in media in general. Everything yes. is closing. Certain, it's almost as like our world is terrible.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> the rent is too damn high. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for joining us this has been uh this has been um and i know that you were just in vegas all weekend at a crazy bachelorette party oh my god jesus so we're recording this monday morning and you are fresh as a daisy Aww. i mean Again, if, if i was in vegas all weekend yeah. i'd be like cancel everything i have for monday
2: i did that's what i did i took today <laughs> off i i'm fresh as a daisy because i slept uh yeah and then we went to uh, i grabbed some home state yeah. Yeah, yeah shout that's
0: out beautiful. to stephanie who immediately makes her way into t- as a top 10 guest Rolling in with uh, Homestead Breakfast Tacos. Yes. And you know what? I talk a lot of shit on their queso. It was pretty thick
1: today. It was yeah. pretty Maybe thick.
0: they've heard the podcast. Maybe they added
1: some xanthan gum to it. Hey, I heard,
0: I heard they're uh, shit-talking us on some podcast called Something About Pate. I don't know. Maybe thicken it up today. <laughs> it was solid. It's, it's stuck on the chip. Yeah, Last time, it was it was flowing off yeah. the chip. You
2: look like you're... It's like oiling dice. I think that i spent too much time in Vegas.
0: Uh, you got Vegas on your mind. Oh,
2: God. Get it off my mind. All right.
0: Uh, shout out to Hunk Mansion. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I just love to know that there's a male strip club named Hunk Mansion in Vegas. It just makes me happy.
2: You know, it's... It's a, it's a, a real the place hunks,
0: The hunks, The hunks need somewhere to live.
2: They do. You can't have hunks
0: out on the street.
2: Shout out the new
0: name of your home. Hunk, Hunk Mansion. Hunk. <laughs> this is there it is. That's a lot to live up to. If you say you live in Hunk Mansion, people show up. They're expecting a lot of hunks. Joel and I can only do so much, okay? Yeah, I don't even live here. I mean, Joel doesn't even live here. <laughs> you might just have to start spending more time here. Moving just, in. We're just no. on the porch, flexing a lot. Wow. Ah. What are those guys doing? It's Hunk Mansion. Don't worry about it. Just putting ghee on each other. <laughs> we got three stars from Hunk Quarterly, so you know it's good. Um, well, thanks so much. Thank let's, you let's so, plug. so much. Uh, following you is a great move on social media because you're super plugged in, and you're a very good food photographer. Very, uh, very good. very good photographer in general. Um, what is your Instagram
2: uh my instagram is at brage b-r-e-i-j okay real simple
0: at brage on instagram you can follow me at carl hess you can follow joel at joel david miller Mm. you can follow the pod at Yap pod that's y-a-p-p-o-d um obviously follow LA. a great resource uh for food and beverage adventures and other things it's not just food and beverage um, that's they're just at timeout LA, right? Yeah. Um, follow them on Twitter as well. I follow them on Twitter, always getting good stuff from that. You can follow me on Twitter at Carl Hess. You can follow the pod at yap pod. Joel's not on Twitter because he's a, he's a busy loving father. And, I got, I got lots of chef. stuff to do. He doesn't if things. you're
2: missing the angry New
0: Yorkers yeah. is what you're missing by <laughs> yeah. <I'm> not being. <laughs> Thank like God. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you would love it, Joel. Thank God. Um, you can also always email us yap42069 <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> that's Y-A-P 42069. Um, <laughs> also, the hot take hotline is still open and ready for you. We haven't been getting any good takes. I know you people have good takes, or maybe they're terrible, and you need someone to tell you if they're good. Mm. The hot take hotline is 323-375-4084. Call, leave a take. We'll tell you if it's garbage or not. Um, what are you? What are you? Is this, we're at the beginning of the week. Where are you, where are you excited about eating this week? Just, to, just to end it.
2: Oh my god! Uh, you know, so uh, I think I think on average I go to maybe like. Four dinners a night, I okay. would say. Yeah. Keep uh, the after demanding work. Life. You Keep normal business hours at an office, and then sure. afterwards, I'll usually go out after. Uh, so let's see. Tonight, I am doing uh, Ray Garcia oh. is uh, doing. He's doing a little cooking pop up uh-huh. at uh, at Atrium in uh-huh. Los Feliz. So I'm Ooh. going to that. Tonight. Shout
0: out to Atrium. That place Shout is really nice. Shout out to Atrium.
2: And uh, tomorrow, I'm actually, you know, so I, I obviously am run the food vertical for us, but. Uh, I also sort of head up all the scary shit content because I'm the only person in the Ooh. office who likes that. So tomorrow I'm going to this like preview for a new sort of one of those like immersive experience whatever's like the giant <laughs> things. But, okay. but it's twenty-five they They're
1: hanging you upside down and it, uh, yeah. they're feeding you through your anus. <laughs> it is, it's like one
2: of those. You know how they do like the Museum of Ice Cream things like that. Yeah, they're uh, doing one for scary movies. Okay. And it oh, is I've seen that. Twenty-five thousand yeah. square feet. Uh, I think it's just called I Love Scary Movies. It is, or I yeah. like, So I'm doing, I'm going to that tomorrow night, I guess. The so, glamorous
0: life of a food editor never ends.
2: <laughs> yeah, so, um, no, it's going to be pretty good. I've got, uh, I think, a couple other dinners. I don't know. I live and die by the God calendar. Goddamn. I'm, I'm
0: just jealous of your lifestyle. Well, thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks for listening. Go on iTunes. Get in there. Leave a, leave a rating. Leave a review. You got to do it. We're out here doing this for you. you gotta, we're all slaves of the algorithm, guys. Go on there. Satiate the algorithm. Write a nice review. Um, leave a rating it really helps thank you for listening and uh, we'll be back next week go eat something delicious (laughs)